This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Tanner, you and I were talking earlier. Uh-huh. And I think we both agreed that this was the greatest Babysitter's I didn't Club agree. book I didn't agree. I didn't ever agree. Written. We didn't record it, Baby Nation. Jack recorded it, but I didn't. I forgot to hit record. But it was only about three minutes of discussion, so it's not like you missed out on much. But Jack decided that this was the greatest Babysitter's Club book ever written, and I disagreed. History, sir, will prove yeah. you wrong. No. It I'm wasn't serious. funny. Is, it wasn't funny. It I was, told you this before. It's like no. I had I had a moment where I wrote down Larangus moment and then th- like three paragraphs later I wrote down, Oh, never mind, this isn't a Larangus book. It's not good enough. It wasn't. I wrote there. down the Thack is back. Thack I'm is having... back is good. I like Thack is back. I like that she's accumulating branding. And I'm I like a... Nola Thacker. Frankly, I'm having a Thack attack right now. Also good. Nola Thacker is a national treasure. Nola, hey Jack, you know what I think about this book? Um, Nola Honorola. Okay. <laughs> Gooder. I ain't your Nola Thack girl. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I like Nola, and I don't, and I'm. She's no Jana. She's no Jana and Malcolm. And what? I let's. We're neither of us are Jana and Malcolm fans, and I don't want to. I don't want to say. I don't want to imply that Nola is. Jenna and Malcolm sort of bad because she's not she's great and I love her I love her writing especially for some kind of sentient dog which I think is what we agree she is yeah it comes up again in this book but she's no sweet Pete and she's no Anne she was amazing this is this is I I honestly think this is my favorite babysitters club book it's a Christie book God, uh, you're a maniac you're a maniac baby nation you're gonna be as disappointed I think in Tanner as I am today when you learn the plot of this novel it is so full of excitement it was an exciting book I enjoyed it it's just no it's not sweet Pete this is a true fucking story earlier today my wife and I were sitting in our living room quietly looking at our computers and I audibly gasped and she thought that something terrible had happened and like ran over yeah something terrible did happen and I was like completely at a loss for words for a while. And she's like, get it out. Come on. What is it? What is it? And then I was just like, Christy and some girls are s***. No, bleep that. Bleep that. That's spoilers. (laughs) Bleep everything you just said. We'll get to it. This, they're going to, you're, you just blew our entire episode. Don't say anything. Hold it. This book is a tour de force. I have never seen anything like what happened in this book happened to the BSC. I would have really loved to have seen what Sweet Pea could have done with this material, but it's good. Maybe, I'm not actually not sure Sweet Pea could handle serious material. He's too much of a comedian, you know? Sweet Pea can handle serious material. He, he, I'm not going to malign Sweet Pete in my attempt to put Nola Thacker on a pedestal where I believe she belongs. But Nola, if you think about the B-plot of this book, which is very much a comic turn from clowns, Claudia and Stacy. Yeah. That shit is fucking hilarious. Nola shows real versatility in this in this text. It's an incredibly powerful and moving and suspenseful story of a woman going off the rails and embracing darkness. And yet, on the other hand, we've got these amazing Commedia dell'arte characters, right, being hilarious and and 
and farcical. It's Shakespearean. The whole thing is fucking Shakespearean. It is Shakespearean. You got Rosencrantz and Guildenstern here and the B-plot, like, yeah. bebopping around trying to teach children softball, just like Gil- uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern did. Yeah. Before we get too far in, Jack. Yeah. You want to introduce um, the show? No, no, no. Not at all. I, cause I sure do. <gasps> Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Anna Martin. And Tanner's mom. And Tanner's mom and a couple of our listeners. And a number of baby bees, at least three so far. Right. Happy birthday to you. God, really hard uh, singing (laughs) together over Skype. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We are recording this episode on August 12th. It's Anne's birthday. It's Anne's birthday. The Soul Skinner herself. Happy birthday, Anne. This day in 1958, a star was born. Yep. There was a new star in the sky. In In the heart of a hurricane. A million bats shuddered as one mm-hmm. and there was one bat uh far away on a starship who felt as though a million bat lives had been extinguished at once <laughs> is it oh oh bat one kenobi yeah it's oh bat one kenobat <laughs> okay good <laughs> i felt that narrative kind of really falling away from both of us but i'm glad we were somehow still on the same page <laughs> yep yeah, happy birthday, Ann. Happy birthday to the Soul Skinner, Ann. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Mom. Wait, are you saying, are you calling Ann Mom, or are you saying nope, sorry. happy birthday, happy to birthday to your mom? Happy birthday, Dawn Putney, mm-hmm. my mom. And happy birthday, Mom. I mean, yeah. Ann. Ann, yeah. <laughs> and happy birthday, Mom. Yeah. I mean, Jenny. <laughs> baby B Jenny. Happy birthday, baby B Jenny. And many other baby bees. And many other people around the world. Yeah, but mostly Ann. Mostly Ann. The Soul Skinner. Happy birthday, Pete, or uh, did we... We don't know. Sweet Pete? What if? <laughs> <laughs> what if? <laughs> oh, you know what we didn't do is introduce the show. You do that while I look this up. Okay, fine. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 Thank you for giving me a husky voice. Club. <laughs> a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard... No specific date given, oh, just Jesus. July 1953. Do you think it was worth it? Yes. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club, Club. a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and I, Tanner Greenring, talk about the classics, talk about the classic novels, talk about novels, the classics, talk Latin, about the classics, uh, literature. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> no, never mind. Um, this week, we're talking about Ovid's Heroides. <laughs> okay. This week, we are talking about the poems of Catullus. Racy stuff. We are talking about a book written by Anne Matthews Martin. First, I was thinking this week we could talk about Nola the M. Thacker Odes of Horace. Oh, I'll talk about the Odes of Horace. Hell yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. Horace Mm -hmm. leads the, not the Space Wolves, the other one, the. Fuck, now I can't remember what they're called. Anyway, he leads a band of space marines again, no. in a strike against the, the Eldars. No, I don't and think so. And then in the process becomes kind of corrupted by the forces of chaos while kind of transversing the immaterium and ter- like tr- betrays the um, 
Warhammer. See, I don't. Can I stop you for a second? Because yeah. I don't think I haven't read a biography of Horace, but I don't think any of that stuff is in there. He does. He shows up in accounts by the historian Suetonius, but none of that stuff about Marines or anything. He's he's most famous for his odes um, and his satires. Now, are we sure? Um, yeah, um, he writes mostly in hexameter, the sort of Greek hexameters. Though he's a Roman poet. He's he lived during the time of Augustus. You're, I think you're mistaken here. I don't think so. Weirdly, he sh- we're talking about Horace Lupercal. Oh no, 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 no. we're right? talking. The um, he was the um, oh. he ran the he he was the Astertes of the Luna Wolves Legion. No, the Space Marine. He was a Primarch created no. by the uh, the Empire no. of Mankind, and he he um. We're talking about Quintus Horatius. He was one of the very first Primarchs in the Imperium of Man, sort of at their inception. Yeah, no, I we're not talking about that Horace. We're talking about Quintus right. Horatius Flaccus, who was and a he was Roman responsible for unleashing poet. the horrific uh, seven-year-long civil no, war known as the Horus Heresy. Absolutely not. No, in the thirty-first millennium. I don't. Are we talking look, about the same Horus? It's no, weird. And, I don't think that there would be more than one person named Horus. Hey, I, you were the one who said you wanted to do a podcast about the classics, and I, I said, think no, that... No, I said I would do a podcast about Horace. <laughs> it sounds to me like you wanted to do a podcast about the classics. You specifically said Roman I, poetry. The classic novels in the Black <laughs> Legion cycle. Do you want to do Lucretius? Novelizations of the Warhammer 40k universe. No, absolutely not. The Horus Heresies. Let me see if there's a Primark in the Warhammer 40k universe called Lucretius. We can do De Rerum Natura by C- Lucretius. It's pre- it gets a little boring, but it's a pretty fascinating cosmology. And there's some really beautiful writing in it. Hey, good news, bud. What? Do you, you want to talk about Lucretius? I'm happy to talk about Lucretius. Yeah. Um, so De Rerum Natura, I, like, I've, I've read it uh, in, in English. I haven't read it in Latin. It's, I mean, it's fascinating because it's a cosmology and it's sort of like... It's in many ways takes a lot of the trappings of an epic poem, but it is also a scientific work in a lot of ways. It's an exploration of the natural world and the world around us, and it's a it's a creation myth. Can I uh, read you my favorite Lucretius quote? Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. The existence of the alien is a problem with but one solution. Mm. Extermination. When mankind is alone in the cosmos, only then will we have achieved our destiny. That's from the first chapter, Master of the Nova Marines. Oh, I don't, I don't know that one. What Should do you we, mean? It's I, the, they were the loyalist Space Marine chapter and the second founding successors of the Ultra Ultramarines Legion, headed up by like... headed up by um, Lucretius Corvo. I don't want to make Lucretius Corvo too bureaucratic of a podcast. Um, I feel like we should kind of make our own rules together as we go along. But I would like to say, if we're going to talk about the poems of Lucretius, we should confine our initial remarks to De Rerum Natura. Because, like, quite sure is that in the in the Codex Astartes? Uh, n- n- no, I don't think so. Is that that's like one of the medieval manuscripts? How about instead of Adeptus? talking? Astartes. <laughs> How about instead of talking about the classics, we talk about the classic works of today's Prince birthday girl, Princess Anna Martin, birthday girl, Princess of the Prince of Towns, Annabelle Matthews Martin. Right, Primarch of Princeton. A Primarch of Princeton. <laughs> 
composer <laughs> composer of De Rerum Natura, the great Roman epic poem. <laughs> Often attributed falsely to Titus Lucretius Carus. Yep. Ultramarine and <laughs> legion leader of the Dark Suns and Angels of Fury. Soul Skinner. <laughs> Sanctified. <laughs> Stormwalker. Um, and author of The Sitter's Cycle. I think that, having done that now, the introductions, I think and that you and I have more common ground than we ever imagined, given that the Warhammer 40K mythology yeah. clearly <laughs> borrows from classics quite a bit. There's a real overlap yeah. between first century BC Roman poets and Warhammer 40K generals. I think there, there's a lot to yeah. explore. Oh, sorry. I don't mean to sound like a casual. Right. Uh, this week, Baby Nation, we read a book called Christy and the Copycat. And it, uh, look, we talked about this. I thought it was fucking incredible. Good and I'd book. love to get into it. It was so good. It was a thrill ride. Not it was a, a great, roller coaster. Not, not the greatest book. The greatest book. Good. I think it's I think it's one of the greats. I think it's a, one of the classics. A goodest book. Um Tanner's dropped something, so I'm gonna take this opportunity to begin describing this book. No, you don't want to goof around for a little bit first? <laughs> you just talked about Warhammer 40K for fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> well, you talked about classic fucking Roman poetry, so. <laughs> yeah, that could have gone. That was like a potentially very, very dangerous sequence because we were both genuinely engaged, just yeah. not necessarily with each other. That could have gone on forever. Um, hey, listen, what about if we describe the book? Okay. Well, that was easy. Um, I was thinking I would describe the book and then you could describe the book and then we could fucking talk about it because so much happens. Whatever, man. Whatever you want to do. Okay, fine. I'm going to begin by describing... You're the boss, baby. (laughs) All right. How about I begin by describing this novel? Yep. You ready? I suppose. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to begin now. Kristen Thomas is a little league coach, a baby care professional and a mentor to her devoted younger sister, Karen. And when her small community is rocked by devastating news of vandalism, arson, and an innocent victim on the brink of death, Kristen reacts with the same shock and outrage as everyone else. Why wouldn't she? But Kristen Thomas, entrepreneur, family woman, model citizen, knows something about the crimes that no one else does. Because Kristen Thomas was there when it happened. Because Kristen Thomas, philanthropist, leader, role model, was involved in the crimes. And Kristen Thomas will stop at nothing to keep that fact from getting out. Because the idea of Kristen Thomas, vandal, arsonist, murderer, is one that she's very anxious to keep secret. Christy and the copycat. Tanner, may I ask you a question? Yep. Is that you who's writing <laughs> on our Skype call the words ass, ass, ass over your face while I was reading that? Or is that a glitch in the app? It's weird. It seems like it should do it over your face. <laughs> I don't Not really to me. get why it does it over my face. <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> 
So I take it you didn't pay any attention to what I said. Uh-uh, not a word. Okay, great. Well, why don't you describe the bo- the novel for the Baby Nation in that case, Tanner? Describe the bobble. <laughs> Let's not dwell on every fucking Just slip under of the, the fucking tongue. Under the water's <laughs> surface, I could see it shining. I reached down into the crisp water and retrieved it. Do we have to? It was Do we so have to dwell on every tiny slip of the me, tongue? This beautiful bobble. Classic. That's going to be a class. That's a catchphrase. We'll put it on T-shirts. Dwell on the bobble. Yeah, great. That's, I mean, it is kind of a big part of our mo here. <laughs> Look, how about I put sixty seconds on this big bad clock that I have here, and you describe this fucking. Fa- you know what? You know what? I'll give you. I'm going to give you an extra thirty seconds today. Don't need it. I'm going to put ninety seconds on this big bad clock. Okay, we're going to sit in silence for about thirty <laughs> seconds then. If that's what if that's what needs to happen, we're gonna do it. I'm gonna put 90 seconds on this big bad clock because this, the greatest Babysitters Club book ever written, deserves a little bit extra attention. Nola Thacker must have spent a little more time on this one, and I'd like for you to do so as well. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. He's writing. He's written ass ass ass. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it that you wrote ass and you thought it was so funny? Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock, and then I'm going to put another 30 seconds on this big bad clock, and you're going to describe this book. Are you ready, sir? 90 seconds. Begin now. Okay. Uh, Christy is uh, the coach of the Little League team, Christy's Crushers. She's become bored with coaching. She wants to get back into baseball playing. She tries out for SMS softball team, makes the team. She needs someone to cover for her while she's uh, playing softball. Put in Coach Claudia and Coach Stacy. What a couple of wacky, uh, bumbling dingleberries those two are. They don't know anything about sports. Uh, Christy uh, gets initiated into the SMS softball team, and she has to do a, uh, a dare. And the dare that is assigned to her and the four other kids who are, make the team is to spray paint the uh, equipment shed, the equipment shed, uh, and then the mean girls... Uh, try to get them to smoke cigarettes later that night the equipment shed burns down and an old man who tries to put it out is critically injured uh christy feels a lot of guilt but she's pressured into not admitting that it was her meanwhile claudia and stacy are bumbling over there teaching the kids but they're learning a lot about love and life and baseball that's 60 Uh, seconds you got 30 more seconds my friend aren't you glad of it eventually it comes out that some teens uh burn down the thing and Christy's off the hook, and she doesn't have to worry about it at all. Wow. You, you forgot to mention that it burned down, how it burned down. I said all that. Did you? I said it burned down. It burned down. It makes national news. No, it makes... Okay, sure. It makes yeah. national news. Everyone in Stony Brook is talking about it. The shed burned down. A man, a local Samaritan, yeah. rushes he, in I said to this. put out I said the fire. This. You're making it seem like I skipped all this, but I said this. He's in critical condition. Right. Christy has a crisis of conscience. Yeah. The softball team does not rally behind her. What are you? It's hard to talk to you. What are you looking at your phone? What are you looking at? You want to tell? You want to tell the baby nation? What was it? I was painting. Excuse me. You're what? I was painting my nail. You're painting your nail. Jamie has a number of nail polishes on the desk here, and I was painting my nail, my thumbnail. Do you see how shiny it is? Yeah, it's was, not even paint. That's like I was it's, painting it with this top coat. Do you are you sorry? Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Let's talk about this fucking incredible book, Christy. The girls smoke cigarettes, Tanner. They no, smoke Cr- cigarettes. Christy doesn't smoke. You're you're fucking fake newsing right now. <laughs> 
You're trying. You're clickbaiting. You're trying to get Baby Nation to like believe that Christy Thomas is is smoking cigarettes, and that's just not the case. She states very specifically, smoking is for losers, and athletes do not smoke. I agree with Christy, by the way. I think smoking is dumb and for duds, and I think anyone who smokes is dumb. Uh, unless unless you're a listener to this show who enjoys smoking cigarettes sometimes, and uh, sorry to alienate you from our podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, okay, yeah, sorry to alienate you. I don't care if you smoke, Baby Nation. That was mostly just a dig at Jack because he smokes. I don't. I fucking yes, literally do. don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> I haven't smoked in... 15 smoke? years that's not true i've watched you smoke you're a crime boy you're as bad as these kids you're always encouraging me to do crimes and you're always smoking here's that's so inaccurate and unfair and character assassination i so don't i so don't smoke baby nation you admitted not- on this show that you and your punk friends used to sneak off into the woods to smoke cigarettes yeah when i was christy's age i smoked like a fucking chimney Ugh, what a naughty boy <laughs> Here's the moment at which I audibly gasped in this novel. This is after Christy. Can you delete all the stuff about smoking? I don't want to alienate any of Baby Nation. Baby Nation, if you smoke, all the power to you. you Great. Know? Yeah. Baby Nation, uh, this is a qu- just a, a quick PSA. Please, please smoke cigarettes. Baby Nation, please smoke. Just smoke cigarettes. Get them if away from Jack. I'm if you're- <laughs> looking out for my friend's life. <laughs> Okay? The more you smoke, the fewer he has access to. <laughs> I don't smoke. I haven't smoked since I was Christie's age. Listen. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I smoked into my 20s, but I don't smoke now. Here's the moment in this book when I audibly gasped. This is after Christy Thomas. Christy. Christy Thomas has vandalized a school shed with spray paint with her, her like, weird-named friends, Dillis and Corrine. And Taylor, Tolly. Sorry if that's your name. God, if there's like if there's someone called Dillis, Tanner's put on lipstick now. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if it would come through. On yeah, it night. fucking comes through, dude. You want me to take a fucking picture? Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. This is probably kill the call, but all right. <laughs> Tanner's put on lipstick, baby nation. I want to read this passage about the most exciting moment in this novel, mm. which is the most exciting novel I've ever read. Okay. Hmm. Christy Thomas, our Christy Thomas, fucking vandalizes a shed. Yep. She's she vandalizes a school shed. She gets she sneaks out at night and vandalizes a school shed. Yep. When when they're done with their crimes, when they're finished with their crimes of the night. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here, I said. Yeah, said Dillis. Wait, gasped Tonya. She sagged to the ground near the shed. Tonya. And... <laughs> Tonya's a name. Can we not? Can we not dwell on every verbal miscue, Tanner? I just feel like you you started this conversation saying they all have weird names, but they all have fairly normal names. Okay, Dillis. Dillis Filler? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) You got that exactly wrong. (laughs) Wait, gasped Tonya. She sagged to the ground near the shed and began rooting around in her sling bag, and Bea dropped down beside her. B? It's B. (laughs) <laughs> and B dropped down beside her. Mission accomplished, B giggled and reached in her pocket. I suddenly realized that both B and Tonya were taking out cigarettes. Come on, said Tonya. Have a cigarette to celebrate. God, I wish you would say Tonya. <laughs> I'm like committed to it now. <laughs> I know it's Tonya. 
Okay, but they're Tonya, fucking... Tonya and Bea. They're Tanner. They're smoking. They're in bad girls. But has this ever happened before in the BSC? I guess there were girls who smoked Smoking cigarettes. Remember the Babysitter yeah, Society? The, yeah, the Babysitter Society. They smoke cigarettes. But On is, jobs. No, no, no babysitter of ours has ever faced a moral test as serious as this one. There is no turning back from this. Christy is a criminal. The stakes have never been higher in these Can novels. Can I admit something to you? I just don't I don't want you to be the only one out there dangling on a branch here. Like you are a smoker. I'm not a smoker. It's a sin. I'm, it's bad. <laughs> it makes you look bad. But I don't want you to to go through this alone, Jack. So I will admit that for a brief time about a 2-week period mm-hmm. when I was a freshman in college, yeah, I was a vandal. Oh yeah. You want to talk about it? Sure. Okay. Um Boulder, Colorado uh was plagued very briefly by um the chemistry boys. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. We were like a tagging crew. It was me and my friend Eli. Uh-huh. We decided that we would be um taggers and that each of us our call sign would be a pe- an element from the periodical table of elements. <laughs> um, Wait, did you think it was cool or did you think it was funny? Cool as hell, man. <laughs> And he, I can't remember what Eli was. It was like oxygen or something, or maybe neon. And I was Rutherfordium, <laughs> number 104. Uh-huh. And I made a stencil of a, a man's face with a mustache. And uh, if, you were, if you were living in Boulder, Colorado in the early aughts, and you saw a stencil, spray paint stencil of a man with a mustache all over town, that was your boy, Rutherfordium. Wow. I sprayed it um, in two places. The sidewalk outside of Eli's house and um, on a an electrical box uh, outside of Eli's house. Man, that's real hardcore. Yeah. Um, as you and Baby Nation know, when I was Christie's age, I was suspended and almost expelled for tagging my entire school. And then, like a fucking genius, I was like, I'm going to take this worldwide and was immediately arrested for tagging the, the outside world. Right. I was trying to give you an out here. I was trying to make it seem like you're not the only criminal on the podcast. <laughs> okay. So now you're a you're a vandal and a smoker. Yeah. I'm basically wow. a Dillis filler over here. Did you drink before you were 21 years old? Yeah. What? <laughs> Bad boys I'm not over sure here. We can be friends anymore. Man. <laughs> but that's that's nothing compared with what Kristen Amanda Thomas got involved in this week. She and her friends, Dillis and Tonya and B, were involved in a crime. Yep. Wherein a man was critically injured after they critically a massive injured a man. arson. A man saw them commit vandalism, underage smoking, and implied eventual arson. Yep. And they dealt with him. Yeah. They critically injured him. They put him in the hospital. <laughs> so Look, let's her- add. Assault and battery to the list, too. Wow. <laughs> Christy, Kristen Amanda Thomas, what are you doing? Right, right. And meanwhile, you're like the fucking Christy's Crushers have a massive big game up against the Bart's Bashers coming up, and you're leaving them in the hands of like ineffectual clowns, Claudia and Stacy. Uh, Nola and Anne really buried the lead on the title of this book. Oh my God, did they ever? <laughs> Okay, Baby Nation, there is a B-plot, and I didn't even razz Tanner for it's not a getting C-plot. the B-plot. It's a C- they named the book after a C-plot, and the title character, Christy, 
just like barely interacts with the C plot at all. And can yet I, it's the title of this book. Can you put five seconds on the big bad plot? Can you big put bad plop? Yep. <laughs> I d- let's not dwell on every verbal miscue, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Baby Nation, we record this podcast usually at uh, eight, nine o'clock at night. Today it's a Saturday, and we're recording at six o'clock. And Jack is just like plopping all over the place. I don't just don't understand it. It's earlier than usual. You're soberer than usual, and yet no, I've been doing a lot of underage drinking today. <laughs> Why don't you put five seconds on the big bad clock, and I will describe the C-plot after which this novel is named. Okay. On your market set, go. Christy's sister, Karen, is copying her because she wants to be a grown-up. She's copying every 13-year-old girl. She interacts with a lot of 13-year-old girls in this book, but she wants to be a 13-year-old girl. End of C-plot. Mm-hmm. This, is, this book should not be called Christy and the Copycat. It, it should, should be, be called, called Christy, Christy and the... Decline towards depravity. Yep. Christy and the Great Decline. Right. Um, but no, it's about Christy being kind. And the, and the copy art that Swallow has captured so perfectly here. Also. <laughs> uh oh. If heaven and hell decide to converge on Stony Brook, and you don't depict the scene from the page of the book, if there's no Perfect. Boop, 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 boop. And I said, uh, uh, swallow, <laughs> swallow me, me down. down. Uh, uh, and that's that loving sound. Um, that theme song you just heard was from Baby B. Karis, who sent that to us. The first part that was like the Death Cap song, not the second part where I sang Sublime. Uh, thank you, Baby B. Karis. That was awesome. And Baby B's who are musically talented, which neither Tanner nor I are, please keep sending in uh, your beautiful musical creations. Uh, that's awesome. Why did, why did, why did you sing the song? Huh? Why did you sing that song? It's a segment we do. Where we talk oh, about- sorry, Baby Nation, it's a segment. I'll let Jack introduce it. Uh, this is a segment where we talk about Babysitter's Club, art director, Hodges Swallow, and the fucking crazy shit that he got up to this week. Yeah, so each week, Baby Nation, Hodges Swallow paints, oil paints these covers, and sometimes he will depict a scene that is not in the text. Mm-hmm. This week is one of those weeks. It's text adjacent. Yep. But it is not in the text of this book. The scene on the cover of Babysitter's Club number 74, Christy and the Copycat, is Christy Thomas mm-hmm. holding a clipboard. She's in a Christie's Crushers uniform. She's clearly in some kind of baseball diamond. Yep. She's glancing over her shoulder at... Angrily. Angrily, mm-hmm. suspiciously, at Karen Brewer, who's miming. She's got like a little um, memo pad, and she's also writing... And imitating Christie's stance, mm-hmm. which Karen uh, Brewer is the titular copycat, as discussed. Mm-hmm. She's she's copying every thirteen year old girl she knows, um, including Christie, very briefly for one chapter. But this never happened. I've got a note. Can I tell you a note yeah. on this on this thing? I'm looking at it. I don't know if you did. You capture what's written on the T-shirts. Christie's Crushers. Think about this. I was about to take issue with Hodges Swallow, but he's s- such a fucking brilliant, like as crazy as as he is, as as off the fucking hinges as this man is. If you look closely at the two shirts, Christie, 
Her shirt says Christie's Crushers with two Ks. Crushers right. is spelt with a K. Right. Karen's shirt, as we know from Babysitter's Club number 20, I think, Christie and the Walking Disaster. Right. Karen spells it with a C. That right. is That's canon. Yeah, that's canon, but Hodges had to reach deep into his knowledge hoard yeah, to I pull guess. that out. That's a, I just want to give credit where credit's due. I'm not going to give Hodges credit for doing his fucking job okay. by reading the Karen character Bible. <laughs> because what he's done here is depict a scene that didn't take place in this book. That's true. But it's it's weird in some ways that he's so true to the origins of these characters that he included. You can't even, like, Karen is, like, obscuring most of the word crushers, but you can make out that there's a C there. That's right. such detail. Right. And yet, he missed a, a much more important detail, which is that this never happens. Right, this never happened. This has never happened. Christie resigns from as coach of the crushers in the early chapters of this right. book to focus on her own softball career. Yeah, and hanging and out with the reins. underage smokers. Right, and doing vandalism. Yeah. And arson and assault by fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> assault by fire is awesome. <laughs> um, and she hands the reins to Claudia Kishi and Stacey McGill. Right, and that's who Karen copycats. Who, who do have a similar interaction to Karen, right. as uh, Hodges depicts here in this cover. But this never happened. Let's see. Um, we should probably reveal at this stage that it turns out that the the arson which Christie thought occurred due to the unextinguished cigarettes of the underage smokers and mixed in, with in combination spray paint with her discarded spray paint can right, right. and which caused uh, a near death in Stony Brook uh, of right. a good Samaritan who tried to put out the fire. Uh, right was later revealed to be the work of uh, miscreants from the school teen un- boys unaffiliated with right. Chris they wanted to um th- I want to read the story of these teen boys yeah because their plot for burning down the equipment shed yeah was that they wanted to light fire to it run off yeah and then come back and put out the fire and look like and heroes. be hailed as heroes yeah um, um, but it got out of control, and they ended up burning an old man. So Christie's kind of off the hook here. But I do feel like, in a similar way to uh, Stacy and the Cheerleaders, the Pandora's box in this series has been opened. The wider world is impinging. The Cheerleaders, like, is the first time we see, in a real way, like, the rest of the middle school reacting to the Babysitter's Club, like, the, right. these external forces. And, like, once that box is open, it's going to be hard to close. It's like the microscope has been pulled out a little bit on the BSC. And the consequences of that wider world impinging are just incalculable. Like, Christie is is pulled into a criminal underworld here. Right. Um, of spray painting, of 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 underage smoking, of arson, of just associated with the worst crimes. I just find that terrifying in terms of the overall arc of this cycle, especially given that we know that it ends in fire. Right, yes, It's like the absolutely. door has been opened to fire, right? There has been a turn in the last couple of books, and this book really signals it, where it's like, it's a, this a isn't Promethean just... turn. A, now we have fire. Yeah. Yes. We have access to fire now. Yeah. Before the world was dim, 
But now we have fire, and we've immediately started using it to, A, light cigarettes. Right. Before, we didn't know what cigarettes were. Right. We knew what they were, but we didn't know what to do with them. Right. We've got tobacco. We've got it in paper. Right. There's a filter. I don't know what to do. Do we eat this? Yeah. You're eating them. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit of a buzz. Yeah. But now we've got fire, and it's like, what if we light fire to it? Yeah. Bad. That works. Now we're right. underage smokers. And it's like, oh, fire's cool. Yeah. What if we light fire to other things? Like a shed. Like a shed. A shelter. And then you're like, whoa, this is beautiful. Yeah. Look at it go. Yeah. And then you realize, what if we as light a, fire man, to a man, a man runs into the fire, yeah. it's like, oh no, fire harms. Yeah. And it's like, wait a second. But now we're addicted to it. Fire harms. Yeah. We can use this. We can harness this power. Yeah. Scary. Well, scary. And I was reminded in this context... Uh, as I was looking up dirt on Nola Thacker, that I think somebody pointed this out to us. I think a baby bee pointed this out to us, but if not, it's staring you in the face if you look up Nola Thacker. Nola Thacker writes most of her novels under a pseudonym. D.E. Athkins. Or Athkins? Athkins. D.E. Athkins or Tanner Deathkins. Kin to death. Kin to death or little death. Little deathkins. Kin to death is scarier. That's more, yeah. let's, let's go with kin to death. Let's stick with kin to death. This is, this is the introduction of, of death into this beautiful world. This is the beginning of the end. This is the fire. I think this is the fire. As long as the kin of death is here, yeah. the fire will spread. So I, you know, whatever this book ends with Chrissy being in some ways not exonerated from her crime, but like you come to understand what she did and why she did it. Right. Um, a little frightening. It feels like we're moving into a new phase here. Oh, Tanner's sending me. Oh, he's sending me a OMG Skype emoji. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pause right now and and go get another beer. I love Christie books because we get a lot of classic characters. Yeah. Kind of coming back. I think because of the Crushers specifically, we see Karen a lot. We see Jackie a lot. Matt Braddock. Matt Braddock was in the mix. And you know what? Props to Nola. Yeah. For not just falling back on the Pikes. No, she doesn't. Yeah. This is a lazy thing. The Pikes are a a crutch. A lot of ghostwriters have been doing lately. It's like, I'll just throw the Pike kids in. It's like, yeah, we get it, Jonna and Malcolm. And like, you know who Mallory's brothers and sisters. Yeah, even Sweet Pete does this. Pete, I'm sorry to put you on blast here. But Nola brings in some of the the wrecking crew. The Thack is back, baby. Thack is back. I just had a Thack attack. Nola's on a roller. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, she brought in some some great, great characters and some new characters. These fucking, these softball girls B, Tanya, Dillis, Marsha. Tally, Kareen, and Coach Wu. What's happening? What's I happening? was trying to come up with more good Nola puns. Nola, <laughs> Rola, Fola. Ain't no Nola Thack girl. Yeah, that was mine, and it was fucking awesome. Ain't no Nola Thack girl. Yeah, I you ain't want no to bring Nola in the MIDI? Yeah, can you bring in the MIDI for that? Uh, producers in the booth, can you uh, can you turn up the MIDI? Yeah, now. 
few times I've been around that track, so it's not just gonna happen like that, cause I ain't no Nola Fat Girl. I ain't no, no Nola Fat Girl. girl. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Send that to Nola. Uh, Baby Nation, if anyone of you knows Nola, go Nola, ahead and ship that off to her. Nola this week, who, um, uh, we have a, a lot of reason to suspect that Nola Thacker either is a dog <laughs> or or has a, a more than normal human affinity with dogs. For dogs. With, with dogs. She speaks their language. Yeah. Uh, but she, there's a brief, a brief moment early on uh, where she's describing Shannon Kilborn, and uh-huh. and in a way that I think might only happen if you were a dog or had recently been a dog, uh, gets confused. Another important member of Shannon's household is Astrid. Astrid is a Bernese mountain dog, and she's especially important because she is the mother of our Bernese mountain puppy, Shannon, who is named after Shannon. Shannon gave the puppy to us when our old collie, Louie, died. We still miss Louie, but Shannon, the puppy, is a great dog. So is Shannon. Uh, a great person, I mean. Nola just, like, she's, like, writing, she's got this, like, cork board with, like, wipes <laughs> up. Yeah. And it's, like, dog relationships. Yeah. <laughs> And and but like in a way that most people wouldn't have to has to label them as to whether they're a person or a dog, right? Because in her mind, there's a real blurring of those boundaries. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she likes both equally. Yeah, yeah. She'll yeah. take Shannon the dog or Shannon the human. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Can we talk about the weird visions Claudia keeps having? Yeah. Well, so it happens twice. Claudia keeps having these visions. She mm-hmm. keeps being struck by these visions. Yeah. Um, and it mostly happens when she's coaching. Shouldn't one of them have called for the ball? Asked Buddy Barrett. Called for the ball? Asked Claudia. She had a mystified vision of a fielder calling for the ball and the ball coming like a dog. Yeah. But she saw several heads nodding and realized that it couldn't have worked that way. <laughs> And then, like, two pages later, she has another vision. Yeah. Uh, What's the batting order? Asked Buddy. Batting order? Claudia suddenly had a vision of herself, hands on hips, saying to a player, I order you to take that bat and hit a home run. (laughs) I So I captured both of those passages exactly, but I captured them under my section, Claudia and Stacy... Baseball clowns. <laughs> Baseball clowns. <laughs> but now that you mention it, I didn't capture the specific language. Both of those are visions. Yeah, she's having some kind of prophetic vision. <laughs> Nola describes them explicitly as visions, yeah, mystified uh, visions. Of like a dystopian baseball world. Or she's having, yeah, or of a, like an alternate universe, I yeah. think. A neighboring universe. Oh, Wow. This is maybe like a new power that Claudia has. Well, and it would explain a couple of things. One, why Christy suddenly has turned if we're dealing with an alternate universe. Right. Um, And two, this weird power that is described for Shannon Kilborn. Did you catch this? No. When Christy decides that she's going to go and confess to these crimes— of vandalism and arson and proximity to underage smoking and and um, assault 
and 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 assault by fire. Right. And all of the other babysitters, she tells the other babysitters she's going to do it, and in solidarity. And this is another thing that Nola That Girl does that I fucking love. Uh, she. Um, this is another. It's a book about the babysitters coming together to fucking meet a crisis. They don't argue. They don't fight. They meet an external crisis together, and they are equal to the task. I love that. All of the babysitters say, "We're with you, Christy." And not only are we with you, but we're going to get up early. We're going to come to school early and stand by in solidarity while you report your crimes and misdemeanors to the principal. Shannon responds, and even though I can't be there, I will be there in my thoughts. Shannon has unlocked some kind of power as well. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that that's some, like, deep military, like, psionic um, training. a, A portal opened up, and the fire came in, but the door didn't close. And right. with the fire right. came all of these abilities. Claudia's vision, there, Shannon's ability to um, telepathically project herself. Right. Um, and he, I, I guess, like Stacy has access to new languages, alien languages. Right. What? What? Uh, remind me of the passage. Stacy was studying her clipboard thoughtfully, where she'd written notes from a basic book of softball, and trying to figure out why she had written the word "fungo" in the margin. When Claudia poked her in the ribs. So Stacy is oh, has right. she's written notes down and one of the notes she captured in the margin is fungo. Fungo. Which is not a word in any human language. No, right? it's this sort of alien dialect. Right. It's not a word in any human dialect. And this is something that I would say and I don't want to criticize uh, Nola Thacker at all, uh, because I think this is a masterpiece. No, I, I think wouldn't. it's a perfect book. Yeah. And I I love dogs. But She's burying this a little bit too deep in this novel. Like, I feel like the fact that Stacy is getting communications of secret languages and writing them down uh, in a book about baseball is maybe more interesting and more important than the amount of kind of a throwaway time line. that Nola has given to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think Nola is just like seeding the ground here, you know? I think she's like saying, like, these girls have access to new abilities now. Well, did you see the ep? And it came with the coming of fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is it. A portal is opened. A page has turned on the sitter's cycle, Baby Nation. And the something that has been coming for a long time, I think, has arrived. And it's fire. We always knew it was going to be fire. Right? We thought it was going to be dolls. We thought it was going to be ghosts. We thought it was going to be witches. We thought it was going to be demons. All of those things were but portents. It was always going to be fire. We knew it. We knew it from the beginning. My name is Tanner Greenring. Um, I think, Tanner, that we should briefly discuss whether or not Mm -hmm. Uh you or I had Mm a... (gasps) What do you think? I had one. It hit me. You want me to tell you mine? No, because your mine's gonna be way worse than yours. I think so I want I want to end strong. Okay. Claudia was opening the gear bag and pulling out balls and gloves for people to do some throwing drills. Stacy motioned towards one end of the field. Walk this way, she said. Behind her, Claudia immediately began to goof, doing a crazy duck walk. The rest of the team fell in, 
By the time they reached the outfield, everyone was stifling hysterical laughter, and when Claudia looked back, they couldn't hold it in any longer. Stacy put her hands on her hips and shook her head. Then she started laughing, too. That's your burn of the week? Yeah. That Stacy laughed at Claudia's duck walk? She's laughing in solidarity. No, so Stacy is being a button-up coach, and she walks out to the outfield, and she's like, follow, walk this way, she says, right? Mm-hmm. And then Claudia mocks her way of walking oh, I didn't by doing that. an exaggerated duck walk. That's, right? that's good stuff. Stacy says, walk this way. Right. And Claudia's like, oh, do you mean this way? And does like a duck walk. That's good stuff. Implying that Stacy walks like a duck. Right. right. Walk like a duck. If it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck. Burn of the week. Burn of the week. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my burn of the week. <laughs> Baby Nation, this is a burn light week. My burn of the week was a uh, also a Claudia and Stacy baseball clowns moment. Uh-huh. Why don't you all sit down, asked Claudia quickly. Why, asked Claire Pike. So we can talk about what we're going to do. Uh, That's after practice, said Karen, consulting her clipboard. Today is before practice, said Claudia firmly. Everybody sit down. Everybody sat. They waited. Claudia said, welcome to Crusher's practice. Today we're going to, um, to practice, um, softball? Supplied Stacy? <laughs> right, said Claudia. Lenny Papadakis raised his hand and said, Is this going to take long? <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Lenny. <laughs> Look at Lenny. And again, Nola Thacker with the obscure characters. Lenny Papadakis. It's not even Hanny. No, no. We It's a Karen book. We'd expect Hanny, yeah. but it's Lenny, brother yeah. to Hanny Papadakis. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff, Lenny. Baseball clowns. Baseball clowns. Claudia and Stacey baseball clowns. I would read that spinoff. Uh, did you see what they were dressed up as? Yeah, it's it's fucking bonkers. It's bonkers. Is this? Claudia's closet. Closet. Nice. Yeah, it's it's bananas. And like, of course, Karen like dresses like them as well. Yeah, because she's in copycat mode. Yeah. Should I just read the passage? Like, it's sure. It's a brilliant evocation of what claudia and stacy would do to try to look like baseball people right (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what it is claudia and stacy had conferred the night before and had dressed up for the occasion claudia was wearing a red satin baseball cap purple sweatpants that were cut off just below the knees purple high tops with neon pink laces red and white striped socks and a red and pink tie-dyed crop top shirt stacy was in black bicycle shorts with neon yellow racing stripes down the sides a pair of nikes with matching neon yellow swooshes on the side but ordinary white laces an enormous white v-neck t-shirt a black jog bra and a brooklyn dodgers baseball cap turned around backwards they were both using old gloves yeah well, and then, like, Stacy has a whistle, oh, yeah. <laughs> but Claudia has, like, an ocarina. Yeah. <laughs> Claudia had this funky clay whistle shaped like a bird on a leather thong around her <laughs> neck that she made in art class. <laughs> I love that they were like, we're baseball coaches now, and instead of being like, we should wear sweatpants and, like, an old t-shirt, they were like, right. but we've got to dress the part, we must dress like baseball people. Like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're out there looking like maniacs, and Claudia's like, let's hit the outfield. 
Yeah, <laughs> uh, solid. Yeah. Um, they they were killing it this week. I would definitely read a spin-off series called Babysitter's Club Baseball Clowns. Yeah. <laughs> Way better than California Diaries, which I was looking up earlier yeah. because Nola Thacker helped pen a number of them. Yeah. Apparently, they're about adult themes. What? What? Yeah, they're about like, like underage, underage drinking smoking? and smoking and yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I think the the California Diaries are like this book, but like the series. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. I like literally almost fainted when Christy was offered a cigarette behind the shed that she vandalized. I think it means that Scholastic was impressed with this book. They liked they it. They saw what Nola could do with adult themes. Wow. And they said, we want that. We want more of that. I, I wish they had seen what Nola could do with baseball clowns and said, I want more of that. Yeah. But instead... They saw what she could do with underage smoking and underage crime and wow. said, let's do a spinoff. Damn. Hey, I was thinking, maybe, oh, you know what? I was going to say, let's get the fuck out of here, but I got to talk to you about ghosts real fast. Okay. The ghosts are back, dude. Well, I think every faction is going to have to put up one last fight against the purging flame. Oh, you think they're going to all have to come together and fight against the fire that threatens all life in Stony Brook? I think so. Well, Ben Brewer is back, and like we got some, we got some fucking intel on Ben Brewer that I don't think we had before. So Ben Brewer is the ghost of Watson's great grandfather, right? He lives on the third floor of Watson's mansion. Um, and Christy is talking about it. She says Karen believes it, and she can be pretty convincing. Ben really does have his own room too, a bedroom with all his old stuff in it, including his rocking chair, and sometimes. Karen has even me believing that Ben Brewer's chair is still rocking a little when we visit his room. I didn't realize that Watson, who I had always Keeps thought of room. as like a sane dude with a good head on his shoulders, practical man, right. keeps a third floor, a, like a wing of his mansion that's right. off limits to everyone else, that's in pristine condition with everything exactly the way his grandfather, his beloved grandfather, Ben Brewer, had it, with his his beloved rocking chair in exactly right. the space where he used to sit and smoke his pipe. Nothing changed, nothing touched. Right, and then there at the window yeah. of old Ben Brewer's bedroom is a uh, wheelchair, and in that wheelchair sits old Ben Brewer himself. Right. Uh, the skeletal remains looking out over the the world. Yeah, that's and every every night Watson Brewer goes up to old Ben Brewer's house. Yeah, and opens up the trunk and pulls out a bunch of old Ben Brewer's clothes, puts them on, and goes down to the motel that they run. Yeah, and murders people? waits for the young women to in the staying in the hotel to take a shower. Goes in and stabs them to death and steals the money that they've embezzled from their company out of the trunk of their car before driving their car into a swamp. Wow, did you just invent all of that just now? It's just the storyline. It just it just popped into my head. Wow, that's amazing. Right. Um, that's like Hitchcockian almost. A little what, bit. What almost. You just personally invented. Right. Almost. Because it's a little scary, and I yeah. guess Hitchcock did kind of horror stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The birds. The birds. Um. Rear window. Yep. And many others. Strangers on a train. Yeah. yeah, the list goes on and on. Right. Um, hey, Tanner, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here.
baby nation. I've been Tanner Green no, Dude, no, dude, you make it go longer when you just launch into that. Baby nation? I've been Tanner Green No, just wait. Baby nation, this. I let you introduce it, though. Yeah, it's my show. My show. <laughs> I'm Tanner Greenring. <laughs> I'm Tanner Greenring. Baby Nation, this- look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I'm Tanner Greenring. I'm Tanner Greenring. <laughs> look, listen. This week, Baby Nation, we read a book that was called Christine the Copycat. Next week, Baby Nation. Ain't no copycat, girl. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be reading a book that's called Jesse's Horrible Prank. Baby Nation, um, I love you and I kiss you and I love and kiss it when you write us a nice review on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast because it helps us move up in the rankings and helps our podcast get noticed. And I really, 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 really appreciate it. And I love reading your reviews. Yep. I love it and I kiss it when you share this podcast yep. with someone that you love and you kiss Yep. or just think would appreciate it. Baby Nation, Please remember to let Daddy love you as much as I do. I, this week, have been Jack Shepard. I am Tanner Greenring. <laughs> oh, come and on. I ain't no Nola Thack girl. <laughs> this week. Claudia's wearing a bra now. The way she talks, you would think the boys had just been invented. <laughs> An interesting point, but uh, rather childish, I think. <laughs> rather babyish, wouldn't you say? <laughs> a little babyish. Thank you for your babyish point. If I can pivot off that for a moment. Mm, the bouquet <laughs> on this wine is uh, robust, but mm, somewhat babyish. Somewhat babyish. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>